This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast for the month of May. We'll talk about the smallmouth fishing we normally get at this time, and then we'll jump down and talk about the trout. Um, the smallmouth fishing that can be outstanding through the month of May is wading or floating down along the river bank about 40, 50 feet out where you've got water that's two, three feet deep, cobblestone bottom along the bank. In other words, there, there are these shelves all the way down along the side of the river in many places. These areas are loaded with crayfish, and it can give you some very nice size fish. What I like to do, I really prefer wading that to floating it. I'll wade down off those banks using the Murray's Olive Crayfish in about a size 6. I'm casting right straight into those banks. Now remember water here, we'll say 2-3 feet deep, cobblestone bottom, and if you went back and walked along those, you'd see crayfish scooting from one boulder to the another, to the another, to the another. Well, that's what the bass see. So the bass slip back in there and feed like crazy on those crayfish. So I wade parallel to that bank, just as far as they go, cast my crayfish back in there, let it land about a foot off the bank, and then I just strip it out in a manner that makes it just jump from one of those cobblestones to the other, maybe maybe a, f- a four inch or five inch jump to one and then jump to the other, just like you would envision a real crayfish. Or if you walk, like I say, you walk back in there and look at them, you'll see them scooting along and back in there like crazy. And this has really turned into a terrific thing because for some reason over the last five years, we're seeing more and more of these crayfish. Most of them running, oh, I'd say three inches, but every now and then you get one to cover the best part of your hand. So they're a crayfish galore. It's a very high-protein diet for them, and these bass are going all over them. When I was a kid... Oh, 10 years old fishing on the river with bait. I preferred the crayfish to anything I could get. The problem with me, I didn't really know how to catch them. So what I could catch them, I always did use them for bait. So don't pass that up. But the the one, the crayfish that has been so effective for us is that Ollie Murray's Ollie crayfish in a size 6. But work it all the way, cast it back in against that bank, Work it all the way out, we'll say 30 feet out, and then take a two, three little steps downstream, shove it back in there, fish it all the way out again. A couple more steps, shove it back in there, and fish it all the way 30 feet out. It, it has just really been one of the most effective ways we've been fishing um, for smallmouth in the last couple years. Now, there's one other thing that goes on now that you're going to keep an eye on because this can give you some big bass. The shiner minnows are now living in these cobblestones and pea-sized gravel along the bank. Along the banks, oh, I'd say from the bank out to about 10 to 20 feet, 
where you've got these marble-sized gravel. There are oodles and oodles, and I mean hundreds and hundreds of these shiner minnows back in there. Well, now the bass feed sort of a hit and a run. There's no bass is going to go back there and sit in water two feet deep. But he will leave his deeper water, charge back in there, crash into those uh, shiner minnows, and gobble, gobble. And then he'll back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and there could be a couple different bass close by doing this. Now, certainly they are spooky when they're doing that. You, I get about 50 feet off the bank and cast back in there trying to spot those bass that are charging back in there. And I use a silver outcast, Charlie Waterman silver outcast in a size 4. And you can catch some very big bass that are feeding on these gravel bars right now. You know, by by middle of the summer, they're going to be leaving that and going into the grass beds. But right now, they don't have the grass beds, so they're back all all of them feeding either on those gravel bars or right where the gravel bars taper off into the deeper water right beside them. So take advantage of that. All right, let's look at the bass. I mean, look at the trout next. We I've been on trout streams quite a bit this spring. Right now, we've got little yellow stone flies hatching in very, very large numbers. On an average-sized mountain pool, it's not at all unusual to see two or three little yellow stone flies floating down there. Now, we haven't had a whole lot of rain this year, so naturally, these pools are going to be flat. The fish are going to be spooky. You want to go in there with, I use the Murray's... Uh, Little yellow stone fly in a size 16. It's a very delicate tie. It's a very flat floating fly. But I use that with a slack rind presentation. And uh, I'm really doing real well on those with that. There, there are other stone fly. There are other flies there. Uh, some March brown starting to come off right now. But uh, they're just such a great quantity of those. Now, their sulfurs are also hatching now. So that's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, the sulfurs have been coming off for about 10 days. Uh, now, the duns start hatching off about noon. Uh, they'll fly out into their trees to molt. The spinners come back the last hour of daylight. So you've got duns coming off from noon all the way to dark. You've got spinners coming back from... Oh, the last hour of the daylight, we'll say. So the last hour of the day, you've got sulfur duns and sulfur spinners on that water. It's not at all unusual in some of the longer flat pools to see maybe a half a dozen uh, brook trout feeding on these sulfurs because it, it really, in most of the streams, it's one of the heaviest hatches. The quill gordon was heavy, but the sulfur, the ephemeral Dorothea, is a heck of a hatch. And it really is a lot of fun because you're going one-on-one. -on -one. They'll be on a feeding station. They're not going to be cruising around back there. They'll be, they'll be on a feeding station. And if you use that pop strike I like, you can really take a lot of fish even in one pool. So go on that. Uh, the, the sulfur I use, I use Edshank sulfur in a 16 and 18. I use the Murray's dry sulfur in a 16 and 18. And it's a fun game because try to 
pace yourself so you're going to be on that stream until dark because it's it's an exciting way to do your fishing. Uh, I want to get a plug in now that we finished with our bass and our trout to remind you that we're doing full-day bass schools and half-day bass schools. We've got 19 bass schools scheduled for this summer. A uh, couple of them might be full, but just ring Rhonda at this number, 540-984-4212. You can sign up online, or you can ring Rhonda here to see how, uh, how they're filling up. But now they will fill, so... They they start in here in a couple of weeks and they go all the way through to the end of the summer, but just give us a ring on that and we'll be glad to help you. Smallmouth bass will provide the tackle for you. We'll send the guides, but some of them are half day schools, some of them are full day schools. I strongly encourage the full day schools if that works into your schedule. Okay, thank you very much. Call me here if you have any questions and we'll be glad to help you. Thank you.